Alumni IDP Nation spinoff podcast talking about college IDP and Debbie IDP prospects. We are your hosts, Dan Cook, Daryl Winston, Eric Harroff. We are the Debbie IDP Grind. Can you dig it? And we're back with another episode of Dig. Here is our interview that we recorded the other night, and then we will have a regular episode up after that interview, so stay tuned, listen to the interview, and then we'll be back with the regular show. Welcome back to the Dig Podcast. We are joined this week by Moorhead State defensive end, Vaughn Taylor. Vaughn, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Daryl, how about you? How you doing? Doing good. It's still raining down here, but other than that, doing pretty good. It's a little chilly, but it's been nice. Yeah, has. on the East Coast here. So, um, so Vaughn, a couple things before we get started. This is your senior season um, with the world and the state that it is. How is this? preparation for this football season been different than your other years here um you really can't do a whole lot as a team like spring practices and stuff how's that kind of changed the way things have been going um well outside of like spring ball you know being with the team um i've pretty much just taken on the role of what i would have been doing you know if i was home over the summer which is training you know and keeping myself in shape so that when i return uh I'll be in the best shape possible for my team. So I try to get as many workouts in as I can uh, with my trainer, which he does like time slots with some of the athletes around the area. And other than that, uh, I might go outside of my backyard and run and do some cardio. That's that's kind of what I'm stuck doing because uh, my gym isn't open. So uh, <laughs> I get the kids outside and we run around a little bit and run through the neighborhood a little bit. But, yeah, it's, it's rough not being able to hit the gym. You're fortunate that you get to go. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people get creative with their workouts, you know, living room workouts and stuff. Um, so, but it's good that you're able to get some work in here, getting ready for your senior season. Obviously, uh, big deal that you want to, you know, impress here in your final season. Um, you started out your career at Kansas. Um so tell us a little bit about that experience and what made you decide to transfer to Moorhead State. Okay, well, uh, Kansas was actually, um, it was a great experience for me. You know, it really opened my eyes um, to how different, um, like, the talent level is as far as playing, as the high, playing at the highest level, you know, because I came from a pretty good high school, which we did play some of those guys who, are still at that higher level, but it just helped me grow as a player and as a man. And then transferring, you know, now to Moorhead State, you know, I'm able to become more of a leader because I know a lot more. And um, pretty much me being a guy who didn't redshirt when I was at Kansas, um, I learned a lot. So when I did transfer, me being a sophomore, I had more knowledge than the average sophomore would have had because I was in a room with guys who, actually got drafted and are on NFL rosters right now. 
But uh, I just decided to leave because I felt that it would just be in my best interest for me to continue to taste my dreams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you you went to Moorhead State. Your team didn't have quite the season you expected last year, but uh, when it's when you have a disappointing season, how do you continue to show up each week, and what do you learn from that? Um. For one, being a leader, it's all about um, your demeanor. So if you have, you know, a, a bad demeanor around your team, you know, that's kind of infectious. That's more infectious than the positive demeanor is. So with me, I just try to carry on, you know, a positive demeanor, come to work every day as if we were winning those games. Because if you do go into a funk and then you can start carrying things negatively in a negative manner, you know, things will just spiral downhill and never change. On the Cincinnati mindset. That week's over. <laughs> Let's move on to the next. Um, yep. and that's that's the, the power of positivity. Um, I'm an educator, so I, you know, every day is a new day. You got to start off new. Whatever your struggles were yesterday, you got to build on those and, and help build your weaknesses. Yep. Um, so, uh, how has your film study been? I mean, you've, a lot of downtime here. <laughs> the, the, for everybody yep. across the country, um, have you have you focused on the the game film, you know, your first team you're playing in, in the fall? Um, Actually, um, I pretty much just watch film, you know, with my coaches. We have, like, weekly meetings, so we've pretty much been watching film um, from last year and just picking up on things that we've did wrong and then um, looking at how the teams, like, in the conference plan for us and where we went wrong and how, you know, we can do better in certain areas in order for those things not to as they did in this past season yeah and i think the you know picking up being watching film is something definitely that you know you can look at you know okay you know when and i know we talked to some players in the past where you know you you pick up on a, a tell that the quarterback has or you pick up on a tell of like a snap count you know something that can give you that edge next time you face the opponent um what would you say your strongest part of your game would be as far as what do you think you um, bring I, bring to the table as far as skills-wise? Um, skills-wise, I feel as though my quickness and my ability to uh, basically just live in the opponent's backfield, you know, uh, based off of film study and, you know, tendencies, where the back is wide, offensive lineman stands, um, I kind of use those things to my advantage, just working laterally because this past season, you know, we were, uh, were I mean, a 3-4 multiple defense. So I was able to slant a lot and take the B-gap away a lot and sometimes maybe slant outside. So just being lateral, laterally quick and then reading the offensive line. Yeah, definitely. And being in the backfield is, is the job of the line, to push the line backwards, push that line of scrimmage back definitely um what's one thing you've been working on this offseason heading into the the next year that you have been focusing most of your um you know training to get ready for the upcoming season on um the thing that i've really been working on is um really my core because your core is a big part of no matter what position you play so my core strength is something that i've been working on you know uh at the end of last season, you know, we had a meeting with our defensive line coach individually. And that was one thing that he told me, you know, that's something I need to work on in order for me to better 
maintain blocks and just hold blocks. So my core strength, that's what I've really been working on. And then I've really been uh, just conditioning myself because you never know how long you're going to be on the field. And you, you never want to get tired. And even when you do get tired, you want to still be able to think. That's the major thing. Yeah, you play some teams that run, you know, no huddle. You know, they're calling it the line. You know, you could be on the field for an 80-yard drive pretty much. Hopefully not, but uh, you, you never know how many plays they're going to run in a row without, you know, getting subs in. Um, yeah. Daryl, what you got? Yeah, so staying with us a little bit, uh, for someone that's never seen you play and they're, they're wanting to watch your game, what is one game that you would recommend that they go back and watch? Um, one game that I would recommend um, people to watch if they wanted to would be the Butler game from this past season. All right. Um, and then off of that, what's one game you would like to replay and why? One game that I would like to replay is actually the game against uh, Murray State. You know, uh, I uh, suffered from a sternum bruise early on in the game. So if anyone ever had uh, a sternum bruise, you know, it's kind of tough uh, to keep your win if you have a sternum bruise. So it, was, it actually, like, affected my play. You know, I wasn't able to stay on the field as much and, you know, just really play up to my full potential. You mentioned core, your sternum, so right in that core area. It's, it's hard to, to even breathe and hard to move around too much oh, yeah. with that kind of injury, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. So uh, you're on the field and, and uh, on defense getting ready to make the play. What is the favorite play that your coach would call for you and why? Um. Honestly, all of the calls that my defensive coordinator has, uh, I really like them a lot because it allows the front, you know, to do their thing. But I really like when we get uh, the offense in third and long, and, you know, I look over to the sideline, and I see the coach. He just – he holds up two hand signals, and me and the outside linebacker, we get to run whichever stunt that we – like to run or whichever one that we run best and then the other side gets to run whatever side that they like to run best. Awesome. Nice. And uh, any any particular uh, NFL players that you pattern your game after? Anything that you try to, to get from watching uh, you know the elite pass rushers of the NFL? Um, I honestly... I honestly wouldn't say that I model my game after one uh, defensive player, I mean defensive lineman, because I watch so many. You know, right. a few of my favorite, a few of my favorite would be Yannick Ngakwe, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Khalil Mack, and uh, I really like Leonard Floyd. Nice. All very good uh, players. Yannick yes. needs to come to Seattle, though. Yeah, that's just my own personal. <laughs> he, he wants yeah, out of he Jacksonville. Yannick. Yannick actually went to my high school. Okay. Oh, really? So do you uh, do you ever get to talk to him at all about tips and, you know, pick his brain a little bit? I, I mean, I talk to him here and there, you know, with him, you know, being like an NFL veteran or whatever. You know, he's probably pretty busy doing whatever he has to have, especially with him trying to get a new contract and everything. So yeah. when, I, when it is time, you know, I do hit him up. But I don't really talk to him as often. 
Yeah, I was gonna say he needs to come to Seattle. We could we could use a good pass rusher like that on our line. <laughs> I know he's up. He's a little unhappy in Jacksonville, so you know. So Mr. Schneider needs to pull the trigger on that deal. <laughs> I was hoping for a draft night, but uh, but yeah. Um, anything? Right. Um, you mentioned a lot of great guys. Um, it's it's you mentioned a lot of interior and kind of end guys as well so um you said you play mostly in a three four is this mostly what your team runs yeah we run a three four multiple okay do you have a preference as far as standing up or playing with your hand in the dirt or do you feel comfortable with both um, well when i was in kansas we were in the four three so i was a four three defensive end and then we moved to a three four which I ended up playing four tech and I ended up playing outside backer, you know, when they changed the defense when I was there in the spring before I left. And right. then when I got to Moorhead, we were a four three, which I was an edge defender. And then this past season we were a three four, which, you know, I was in a four eye. So I can pretty much play both if needed, but I do like being on the edge a lot more, whether it's hand down, standing up, I just like being on the edge. Right. Uh, so if you had to tell uh, a high school player on what's the hardest part of playing college ball, you know, you know, everybody's kind of good in high school, but when you take that next level, what is the uh, hardest part of playing college ball and what would it be and why? The hardest part of playing college ball um, will be learning the playbook because a lot of dudes, a lot of guys that play in high school, they play in the same system for maybe three to four years or whatever. And maybe they might not make many, uh, they might not make like many changes to the playbook week to week, you know, going into uh, different games because, you know, you pretty much have a set playbook. You might change a couple plays here and there. But you, when you get to the highest level, whether it's major D1 or D1 FCS, you know, you have a lot more changes. Even uh, even if you were to play in, like, a lower level, it's just a lot more changes. So you have to get adjusted because at that point, you can be the most athletic player. But if you don't know the playbook, you know, right. you're, pretty much, you're pretty much not going to see the field. So that would be in your best interest. Sounds you like, gotta understand what you're doing for sure. And it sounds like you've had plenty of different playbooks coming in and out because it sounds like you know going from a four three to three four. I know a lot of plays are probably overlapping a little bit, but um, it sounds like four different playbooks pretty much that you've had to <laughs> study just you know with the changes in the defenses. And uh, if you ha if you had to give pointers. To anybody about uh, anything, you know, their career-wise, what would they be? Um, pointers, I would – you saying as far as, like, football goes? Yes, yes. Yeah, so pointers I would give would just basically be to take care of your body because you, you only have one of those. And, right. uh, you know, just try to build your – try to build your body up because, for one, if, if you're not taking care of your body, you know, your body is going to break down – Right. Before, before your mind does, you know your mind can say, "Okay, I want to do this forever," but 
but your body, if your body can't withstand it, then that's realistically not going to happen. So, you know, take weight room, take nutrition, um, take rehab, you know, take all those things serious because it plays a major factor. Do you have any unique uh, nutrition um, exercises or stuff that you try to do routinely? Uh, I don't really have anything that I do routinely. I mean, I may drink, you know, maybe uh, I would make my own protein shake, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, once or twice a week. Maybe that's just, that's if it's needed though, you know, cause I want to be at a certain weight, you know, so right. sometimes me being a naturally smaller guy, you know, sometimes I tend to lose weight. So I may have to put my calories in on another way. And then me, I don't like to eat my vegetables. So I rather much put it in the blender. <laughs> with my I understand. <laughs> yeah. And my uh, fifth grade son has an issue with the vegetables too. So <laughs> we have the course in, in there. Uh, any uh, do, do you play any fantasy football? Because we're mainly a fantasy football spin kind of podcast. I mean, we talk a lot of football, but uh, that's what we focus on. I really don't. Uh, you know, I, I I don't. Outside of actual, you know, football, I don't really pay attention to like fantasy or anything. I mean, I hear my teammates talk about it or whatever, but I don't really pay attention to it. I don't get into it. Right. Yeah. Uh, how, how about the virtual games, the video games? Um, it's I, I saw the the Madden champion ran had a punter at quarterback and ran did not run a single passing play the entire game. <laughs> wow. Interesting strategy well, that he won. So yeah. I I actually do play Madden. I don't own the system. I haven't owned the system in years. You know, maybe since middle school. But uh, when I do get the chance, you know, when I'm out at school, I actually go over to, like, one of my teammates' house and play his system when he's not on it. Yeah. I. It, it's funny because I have all this time and I still don't get to play as much as I probably could if I, you know, really wanted right. to. My son's kind of uh, – he's, he's moved on to Fortnite and other stuff, so <laughs> – he doesn't want to get beat by the old man. Uh, <laughs> so with your dreams to uh, continue to play football in the NFL or wherever, um, is there a certain team that you've always wanted to play for or a favorite team growing up? Uh, well, my favorite team uh, is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and I actually have a couple of – three guys that I played with uh, on the defensive line with at Kansas that's actually on the roster. But uh, I would just be blessed, you know, to get picked up by any other teams, honestly. Yeah, Dorrance Armstrong was on that team, right? Yeah, Dorrance Armstrong, Danny Wise, and then um, Azor Kamari actually just got picked up. Oh, yeah. Cool. Any uh, last pieces of advice for anybody out there um, trying to make a football team, walking on, what what you need to do? I know we kind of covered some of that, but anything else that you want to share? You know, advice that I would give, you know, whether you're walking on or whatever the case may be, is to 
you know, stay true to yourself, believe in yourself, you know, and don't get discouraged, you know, because everyone goes through hardships, you know, and anything worth having doesn't come easy. Absolutely. And um, yep. how about um, – I know the team probably comes up with goals. What, what's the – I mean, what's the, the main team goals that you guys have this year for Moorhead State? The main team goal will be to win the championship. That's something that all the guys, you know, talk about. So that's something that we're really, you know, keying in on. Any, any personal goals, like, you know, six sacks in the season? Any any, any benchmarks you set for yourself? Uh, well, first of all, I would like to get the team going out the way, you know. But right. personally, personally, you know, I would just like to beat what I did last season. You know, I at some point, you know, I stopped looking at what everybody else does and I kind of just look at myself. So I like to beat whatever I did last season. But I would say this season I will have double-digit sacks. Double-digit sacks. That's definitely a goal nice. awesome. to shoot for. And, and you didn't have a bad season last year. I mean – yeah. You led the PFL in uh, tackles for loss and sacks. So, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I feel short. I feel short of uh, you know a couple of goals that you know I had planned. Sixty-eight tackles on the line isn't bad though. That's a lot of tackles. No, it's not at all. Yeah, because we, we go through. We do a rookie guide every year, and then yeah, some some of the some of the linemen we look at, they have as many. They, they get the sacks, but they have as many sacks as they have tackles. Is pretty right. much it. So. Uh, you know, you get to get to the ball carriers in the backfield and stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, and that, but that's my strong suit. That's my strong suit. I'm always around the ball. So, uh, my uncle, that's what that's what he always told me. You know, if you're always around the ball, you know, somebody's gonna notice you. And me always being around the ball is something that turns out in my favor more yeah. often than not. Yeah, and good thing good things happen when you're around the ball. Yep. Definitely. Um, one. More question for you. What is the most uh how I wanna say it, the most unique or the or your favorite place to play on the road? My favorite is there, is there a place that has a yeah. Yeah, is there a place that has a, a really great atmosphere that you didn't expect or you just love to play there? Um I mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it honest. <laughs> I I I, I like playing at home more than playing anywhere else because, you know, we actually lead the conference at home game attendance, which we've led the conference for more than four years at home game attendance. Awesome. So I, I'd rather be at home playing than anywhere else. Home sweet home. Yep. Can't beat that home cooking. <laughs> well, Vaughn, we thank you for coming on, and we wish Moorhead State and you the best of luck in this upcoming season where, where fingers are crossed that everybody can, can safely play college and pro ball this year because uh, I, don't, I don't, I'm going a little crazy, not without sports. Um, yes. I think I watched a little bit of a NASCAR race the other day because I just wanted to watch a, a competition. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we wish you guys the best of luck in this upcoming season. And you. Uh, you can check out Vaughn at, at V underscore Taylor 17 on Twitter. And you can check out the Moorhead State Eagles 
uh, this upcoming season. That'll be about it. We will talk to you soon. Good luck. And that's about it. See ya. Awesome. That was our interview with Vaughn. And we are back to do our show that we uh, have done already. This is take two of the show. Uh, And it it could be interesting, just as interesting as the first time around us doing it. Uh, Eric, how are you? I'm good. How about you, Dan? I'm doing all right. We'll talk to Hollywood when he's done stuff in his face here with his kebab. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he didn't finish his eating. Uh, You know, it's only 10 o'clock at night here or anything. Uh, You're done there, Hollywood. You're still chewing. He's still chewing. (laughs) We'll still meet you until you're done chewing. Anyway, on this show, besides the interview that you just heard, we are going to talk about our players that we kind of chose to highlight players that we haven't talked about yet on the show uh, and kind of going through. We each picked one, watched some film, and uh, took some notes. We did this last week, too. So we we may forget some things that we mentioned last week, or maybe I'll try. You know what? I was going to say, maybe I'll splice the two together to fill in the blanks, but that's too much work. I was say that sounds like too much work. That's way too much work. (laughs) So Daryl seems to be done chewing. We don't want to hear you chewing in the microphone. I'm sure the listeners appreciate me muting you right now. That and Daryl just learned that I can mute him. I hate you. God, I hate you. That's another five minutes. Mute. <laughs> It'll be like around the horn. You're in timeout. You're in timeout, Daryl. Yeah. Gee, let me go stick my nose in the corner. We need well, to put little ta- we need to put tallies up on the bottom so if yeah, you, man, mute, you lose your five points. Around the horn, I'll, I'll give out yep. points. And, yep. You know, mute you when you need to be muted. You two make everybody think I'm so bad. That's an they idea. That's an idea that me and Daryl need to talk about later. But anyway. Um, I hate you both. I hate you both. We, no, you Dan don't. more than Eric. We know. Actually, a lot more than Eric. I mean, and, I don't and even everybody know knows you hate me, Daryl. Just, just level let's, of hate, but hey, whatever. You don't need to bring that up every five minutes. Let's do bring oh, up we do. Oh, we the do. news and notes for this week, which was actually said last week. So let's get through them here. We have no delay, which is a good thing. That was what messed us up last week. So sweet. So get to it. All right. So the Miami Hurricanes received a verbal commitment from three-star athlete Malik Curtis. Uh, He's a defensive back. Uh, The Wolverines received a verbal commitment from three-star cornerback Jadens McBurrows. And he chose uh, Michigan over LSU, Oklahoma, and Georgia. Kind of interesting. Just to refresh your memory, we still need to go over the ones in the, uh, you know, Corey Foreman and. Yeah, I'm getting there. Hold okay, up. I'm just just making sure because I don't see those on these this the show sheet here. So, well, if I miss something, you are more than welcome to bring it up there, Dano. This is what happens when you use a show sheet. I can see what you're supposed to say. Oh Jesus Christ! I, I can't even with as Bob would say, I can't even with you tonight. Jesus. Uh, Oregon State 
defensive lineman Charles Moore enters the transfer portal. He's a, he was a four-star recruit. We'll see where he lands. Uh, the Golden Bears of California receive a commitment from three-star safety Hunter Barth. And with the losses that they had, he could see some uh, pretty good snaps really soon with them. Uh, let's see. Texas Tech Raiders received a verbal commitment from five-star defensive end Charles Asters. The Red Raiders. Has really, yeah, has really good length and raw speed. They can get him in there and develop. He, he could be a really nice piece for them. Uh, Virginia receives a verbal commit from four-star defensive end Josh McCarron. Um, defensive end five-star Corey Foreman reopened his his uh, recruitment. He had initially recruited or uh, committed to Clemson. He's decided to open it back up and see where, what else he can get. So, uh, I do vaguely remember our conversation about that um, being yeah. um, seeing that though maybe it's too much of a challenge. Uh, I think we were debating whether he saw that as too much of a challenge to overtake the guys that are currently on the depth chart yeah i mean he's really talented guy and like you said maybe maybe the uh the depth chart or obstacles in his way is too much for him so you know we'll see where he lands maybe he'll go somewhere where he can get a start starting opportunity right away so yeah i mean we'll see where he ends up and speaking of five stars um Tennessee has received, I don't know if y'all are keeping up with it. Of course I am. In almost in a week and a half span, they loaded up with five-star and four-star players. Um, defensive end Dylan Brooks, the linebacker from Alabama. A lot of people were surprised that he chose Tennessee over Alabama. They got four-star defensive back, come uh, on, Wilcoxon. Um Five-star linebacker, um, Tremance Lewis of Florida. That was a big get for him. Tennessee really loaded up during this recruiting period. I mean, it was national news how at the top level guys they were getting. Yeah, this is where Daryl spends 20 minutes talking about how great his uh... – <laughs> Well, you know, I would be more than happy to talk about Notre Dame if they did anything. They just routinely turn in a top 10 recruiting class yeah. every year. So. Yeah. Yeah. Manti Teo and his imaginary girlfriend. Yeah. Let's, hey, let's talk about that. Manti Teo was a hell of a NCAA player. Yeah. And where's he at now? Uh, hanging Loser. Out with, hanging out with his invisible girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, I, I think that's it for the news and notes right now. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> I think yeah. so. <laughs> and I mean, we wish we had more, but honestly, with with the um, the stuff in place right now, I mean, we I saw a high school coach was actually suspended for the entire season for uh, holding practices illegally in Florida. So oh, I really? I missed that. I was oh, on the bottom sick. line. I was watching, um, I don't even know what I was watching this morning. There's nothing on TV, sports-wise. <laughs> but right. I did well, watch... I mean, right now, it's, 
it's basically recruiting news right now. Yeah, and so, you can't even like I guess you can take phone calls. You can't even visit these schools. So right. So uh, yeah, and I get the recruiting's a big deal, but you know, and and it's looking as though it's it's trending in the right direction to have at least games. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, Jim or John, guy from Michigan, Jim. Jim Harbaugh. John. John Harbaugh. Isn't Jimmy, John? Jimmy Johns. I don't know. One, one coach is the Ravens and one coach is the, the Wolverines. So who, John Harbaugh, yeah. Uh, guy used to play for the Colts. Uh, he had said that he'd rather play games without fans than, you know, cancel the season. So, I mean, some there's a big divide right. on whether or not teams would want to play without fans or not. Some states... It's questionable whether or not they'll even allow the games to happen. It's looking as though, by my count, uh, from what I've heard, California, Texas, Florida, and New York are trending in the right direction to open up for sporting practices and things like that. Uh, Florida, obviously, is the one that said, bring whoever you want to our state. We don't care what the repercussions are. Um, they're talking about the NBA going to uh, Orlando to finish out their season. Uh, hockey is talking about a 24-team kind of round-robin tournament mm-hmm. kind of thing. <clears throat> so these leagues are preparing as though they're going to return to at least playing, whether it's with or without fans. College football is probably going to have to make sure it's equitable across the board because if the sec can play but the pac-12 can't that's not fair to no it's not teams so they're gonna have to probably wait as long as august maybe to make a decision which would be cutting it kind of close right and everybody's gotta 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 be on board with it because like you said it's just can't have one conference playing and the others not, you know, it just that'll I, just cause too many issues. I mean, logistically, if you have a, a state that can't participate, <clears throat> what do you do? Yep. Do you cancel the entire season, or you just tell that team, "Well, I guess you're just not doing anything this year," and or, or relocate your football team to another state? I mean, I yeah, know some colleges. I, yeah, I know some colleges are saying don't expect to come here in the fall i know high school seniors that are being told to expect virtual school in the fall so what that's gonna look like yeah it sucks it's it's, it sucks big time is there gonna be exceptions made for football players is there gonna be you know this is probably not the conversation to have on this show necessarily since we're (laughs) talking about fantasy but there are plenty of people who would say uh, here's the football players again getting special treatment from yeah from universities could... you know and he's to hear some of the college, some of the sports are getting canceled um yeah so it it's you know crazy to see that you know this could be you know again football kind of ruling these universities so enough about that We'll get into what we came here to talk about. We came here to talk about one player. So we each have a player. Daryl, why don't you kick us off with your player here? 
All right. So my player was outside linebacker Noah Taylor for the Virginia Cavaliers. Um, been watching a lot of tape on him here lately. Uh, it's amazing when you really look at him and dig into what he can do. There's a lot to like about him. I mean, he's really, really tall, has extreme length. Um, one game that I watched in particular was the Florida game um, in the bowl game against Florida. You know, he made a lot of errant throws. He changed a lot of pass lanes and stuff like that with his length, his reach. Um, you know, normal throws that you could make because he's so tall and he has that length. He was forcing Kyle Trask to uh, to throw some passes that he wouldn't normally throw, more like lobs. And when you lob a ball, that's just that's a dangerous recipe, really. Um, so I think his size and length is going to be really huge. Um, and he does some really good, he has some good pass rushing ability. Um, you know, he's still kind of young. He's still developing. I think once he gets accustomed to what they're doing, he's going to be a real good edge rusher in the NFL because that length and reach is, is something that is highly coveted. And when you can change passing lanes or affect passing lanes like he does, that's that's really big. Yeah, he's tall too. Yeah, he is. he's six five. I mean, that's that's pretty big for a linebacker. Yeah, I mean he he plays that outside role, and there was a lot of times, like I said, I'm going back to the, the Florida game. They tried to do these screens or passes to the flat flats to the running backs and he was right there and with his ability to jump and reach his size i mean it was instead of more of a a dump off it was more of a lob and by his length and reach he was allowing the cornerbacks or defensive backs to get there now because he was affecting the passing mm-hmm. lanes it it was really something to say and i'll be interesting to see what he does this year, I mean, in pass rush situations, he did really well, really well too. I mean, um, you know, he, he's he's a little bit raw as a pass rusher. He'll get in there, but um, you know, with another season under his belt and with what they've got going on, I think he's going to be a really, really good player. Yeah, he might have to put on a little bit more weight too, because he's only what I'm showing here is two fifteen, so he's. He's like an oversized cornerback, really. Yeah, he's a little thin. He really is. He's going to add some weight or going to have to add some weight. He has the frame, though, with the size at 6'5". Yep. I mean, he he has the frame. Um, Will he be as athletic? Will he continue to be a factor in the passing game? I think he will with the reach and everything. Um, I think with the added weight, it'll because he has some quickness off the edge, but will that added weight that he needs will that slow him down that's kind of what we're looking at what we're wanting to see he's he's a pretty good pass rusher even though he's raw so uh, you know like you said he's a little thin so we'll see with some added mass where he goes yep and if that's it about noah taylor we'll move on to eric here with his player 
All right. All right. I got uh, LSU Tigers inside linebacker Jabril Cox. Uh, he's a senior. He <laughs> he's a he's a grad transfer from uh, North Dakota State. He wanted to get get his name, um, give his name a little bit more recognition before he gets before he goes to the NFL draft. But um, yeah, I mean he's a, he's a proven he's a proven winner. He's he's a three time FCS national championship. You know, won it with the Bison there. And then uh, he was an FCS two time FCS All American. Uh, he has good speed, which which helps him in coverage. He can backpedal and prevent himself from getting turned around and losing his man. Um, he's very athletic. He played uh, quarterback and wide receiver in, in high school. He totaled over 3,100 yards and 31 touchdowns in his senior year alone, which is that's that's pretty crazy. And then he was also a four year starter for the basketball team for his high school basketball team. So he's he's a very athletic. Uh, linebacker that, that can get all over the place. Um, he's a good size for linebacker. He's 6'2", 234. Um, he's very durable. He played in, he's played in every game uh, over the past three years. It's 45 games, so that's that's a big that's a big plus. Right. Um, as for tackling, he he takes good angles while you know going for tackles, but he will sometimes go for the big hits. You know that can that can cause issues sometimes, but he could work on that a little bit. But but overall, I think he's with LSU losing so so much on defense this past year. You know, you'll have some returning, but right. he he has a good chance to jump in there and become a a starter. So and I think I think the biggest reason he went to LSU is. Uh, LSU's defensive coordinator Bo Pelini was a head coach at um, FCS rival Youngstown State. So he's seen what Jabril Cox could do for several years, and he he disrupts plays. Man, he just he's got that mindset. His football IQ is off the charts, and you know, see what he can do at the at the at the next level. Right. Speaking of Bo Pelini, if you really want to go back, he was the head coach of Nebraska for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a really good defensive mind. So I'm interested to see what they can do with your Bill Cox and LSU. There's an opening after Devin White and Patrick Queen and those guys left. So there's a really good opportunity for Cox to be, become a superstar and make a name for himself. Yep, I agree. And it's always, you know, a kind of a little homer here. And so I'm like, all right. I, right. I, I'll root for. It's nice to see those the smaller school guys get a chance at the at the next level. You know, I think that's pretty cool to see. Right. Yeah, and he'll kind of get to tick that next level of competition before he gets to the NFL. So mm-hmm. we'll to kind of see yeah. how he progresses uh, in the SEC, and then he'll be draft eligible and ready to go. You know, and it's not like he's going to you know for let's just you know, the big 12 and he's going to the sec. He's going to, yeah. you know, that neck, that the upper echelon of college football. I mean, so right. if, if you can, you know, if you go from FCS to sec and dominate and then get up to the NFL, you're going to have a much easier time and your draft capital is going to be so much higher. If he comes out and doesn't play well, could that could tank that could backfire tremendously though. 
it, it could. It very well could. Because, I mean, if you're just dominating FCS, I mean, you, you'll – I know it's not the same as dominating SEC, but if you dominate every year that you've been playing, you'll still get picked. I mean, these right. small school guys yeah. get picked all the time. Maybe not first round. Maybe he's trying yeah, to Yeah, maybe first not first round, round but maybe – you know, I mean, late. that's a ri- that's a risk he's taking jumping up to SEC level. I mean, yeah. but I also I think while that's a risk, that's something that's going to help him too. If he can perform at the same level he did at North Dakota State in the SEC, oh yeah, it's, I it's mean that's going to be huge for him. He, he's weighing. He, he's hopefully he's got some coaches telling him this is a good move i mean he seems like he's got right. a good skill set and everything so i'm not saying i'm not saying he's going to fail but i'm just saying you know, there's a chance that this could backfire tremendously oh yeah absolutely there's a chance and i know he he did talk about go he almost put his name in to go into the draft this year but he decided he wanted one more year to you know see what see what else he can do you know at the, at the next level. I mean, these guys are given their draft grades when they yeah they make that decision when they're draft eligible. So obviously, maybe he heard third round and said, "You know what? I can do better than that." And mm-hmm. you know, maybe heard fourth round or day three and said, "You know what? I want to get in that day one, day two conversation." So yeah, I agree. You uh, know, I think with Cox, really outside of uh, Micah Parsons and Dylan Moses. I think that Jabril Cox is really the next best linebacker in this draft class coming up. I really do. Did you say yeah, Dylan I, Moses? He did say Dylan okay. Moses. I wasn't sure if you left him out. No, he said, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I mean, he's either three or four for me. You know, yeah. Pat, Patty Fisher's right up there, too. I was going to say, know, Patty Fisher. Or, or, so, it just, it just depends to see what, what he can do. Alrighty, my guy uh, is actually not thought of as a linebacker until recently. He was a five-star quarterback recruit, and an injury to his wrist and elbow ended his season. It kind of ended his vision of being a quarterback. Uh, his he is Chaz Surratt from North Carolina, and like I said, he former quarterback moved to linebacker in 2019, and shot out of a cannon this dude has great instincts and will only get better i mean he didn't really uh he made some mistakes and you can see some mistakes made Uh, i watched the game against south carolina tavian feaster basically beat him like a redded mule and went to the house early in the game uh but seeing the difference that was his first game that he played linebacker and then going back right. and seeing how he progressed through the game at um, kind of getting in lanes, uh, making plays, he was a little bit more uh, – he, he learned from that, which, you know, first game as a linebacker, you're going to make mistakes. He hasn't played linebacker or defense since high school. Um, but I watched – it was interesting. There was a uh, – on YouTube, the, the Tar Heels kind of put together a transformation video on this kid because, um, you know, they, they really thought it was kind of cool that he made that transition from quarterback to linebacker. And they were saying basically right. his first practice, um, the coaches were like, he missed his gap but still made the play. Like he completely didn't do what he was supposed to do, but he made the play. 
So right. they're, they're saying with the coaching and with – I mean, that was his first practice. You know, with coaching, with uh, experience, he's just going to get better. And when you say getting better, that's building on 115 total tackle, six-and-a-half sack, 15 tackle for loss, uh, one fumble recovery, and one forced fumble season. Uh, so he's coming back for a senior season to get that experience um, and build on top of that already pretty impressive – and one thing I've noticed is uh, all three of us picked very big linebackers. He's 6'3", 230. Uh, so he, he's got good size, speed, he's fast. Oh. Uh, he's got decent coverage skills, despite, you know, you thinking that that's one of the more challenging things for linebackers is to cover. Um, he makes some, some great plays. Um, he sticks with guys pretty well. Uh, some pass deflections you see on tape. Um, he, he knifes through the line. I use that word knife because he does kind of like, uh, you know, Bruh. split gaps, gets, you know, thin or whatever, you know, gets flat and gets through. And, and I've watched a little bit of him. For his size, 6'3", 230, I think it is, he's really athletic for his size. I mean, I know size is what you look at in the NFL. They, they want that prototypical size, but he's really a little bit more athletic than you would expect. I mean, his his twin brother plays at Wake Forest at wide receiver, yes, and they're yes. almost a carbon copy of each other. And you can, if you watch both of them, I know they play different positions, linebacker versus wide receiver. Excuse me, but if you watch both of them, you can see some similarities in their games with their athleticism and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and he was he was impressive to watch. You know, I only watched really the one game and some highlights. Uh, I'll dig deeper into him as the year goes on and as we get ready for uh, next year's rookie guide. Which, by the way, uh, you can get right now. All three of us had a hand in that magazine. Uh, you can go to idpguys.org and check that out today. You can get the PDF, or you can get an actual physical copy of the magazine. <clears throat> which we are all getting a physical copy of that magazine, which is going to be pretty cool. Yep. So uh, we're looking forward to, to seeing, holding it in our hands. We've seen the final copy. Um, I haven't had time to read <laughs> much of the final copy, but it's pretty exciting. What is that? Oh, sorry. That was my phone. No. I, I, didn't, I didn't do it. Oh, well, Daryl was messing around playing music again or something. <laughs> it, I don't know. it was not me, I promise. No, nope, I'm on call tonight. That was my alarm. There my you Sorry, go. Guys. You're out. He's got to go to work. Nope, I'm good. No, I'm no. good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, we do have uh, a couple things. Uh, do we have any listener questions, I guess, before we start to put a wrap on things here? I didn't see any that, that I saw. Was that English? Yes, it anyway. was. I did not see any. I put out the. No, that's not what you put said. Out the question. You I, said I didn't see any that I saw of. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I hate you. God dang! I hate you. See, Daryl, Daryl, and I were drinking. We we're talking about every week. We were talking about drinking a few hours ago. The difference being, I stopped and he just kept right on going. <laughs> I hate you. Damn it! But anyway. Uh, we do have some exciting things uh, coming up on the horizon. Uh, number one, the Dig Podcast will be getting a logo shortly. 
and will be getting its Sweet. own feed. Uh, we've we've heard some some positive feedback, and and people are are digging the dig podcast Ed, here. Right. Uh, and we're planning on expanding uh, into our own RSS feed, making it its own thing, so to speak. Uh, we are also going to be developing a Twitter handle and stuff for that once we get logos in place and all that stuff. Um, who's going to manage that? I'm, I'm going to say Eric and Daryl are going to manage that because I, I already got two to manage. We could barely manage the one. Because you're a slacker. Uh, well, you guys are much better at answering these things than I am, so. <laughs> we'll get her done. Yeah. So. As I've told you many times, me and Eric can't continue to carry you every week. Hey, I actually brought something to the table in this episode, which is much different than you the did. other episode. So, hey, I've contributed. I'm not just here <laughs> to, to get the free lunch here. <laughs> so, ain't nothing better than a free lunch, right? That's true. But I actually contributed something to this episode, and, you know, I, I am not a professional scout, but I do what I can. None of us are. Hollywood's trying to be. I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying. But, anyways, um, you both have some exciting news if you guys want to share. I won't steal your thunder on that, so you guys can, whoever wants to go first can go. You know. Go ahead, Daryl. <laughs> All right, so I have, um, some of you all may know, but I recently left Dynasty Football Factory and made the move to the IDP guys. Uh, Joining me. If, if nothing I'm else, stuck just with him again somewhere Dan, else. That's, what I, that's, that's <laughs> I think what he's, what he's doing. He's just coming to <laughs> aggravate me. I, I thought I could get out of one chat room with him, and now he's going to be in all of them. <laughs> I'm just we're joined around. at the hip. It, it, it's not happening. We're joined at the hip. Right Apparently now. so. We're stuck with each other. We're like the odd couple. <laughs> but you, but I, you, you can still find me at my normal places, but uh, yeah, I made the move as far as No, you can't because your Twitter handle changed. Yeah, my Twitter handle changed. I'm now so tell at, the people uh, what it is. Hollywood Titan. At Hollywood um, Titan, yes. At Hollywood Titan, so I think that was a pretty good fit. Um, same old me, <laughs> just a different place. So, yes, don't change, Daryl. Yep. Oh, don't worry, I won't. I won't. <laughs> could could drink just for you, Dan. I, I will never change just for you. You could drink a few less beers when we're on air, but you know, nah. <laughs> What's I was like, that's not going to happen. Daryl always <laughs> reminds me of the end of the movie Varsity Blues. The tweeter, <laughs> tweeter drinks beer because, well, Tweeter, tweeter drinks, drinks beer. beer. Tweeter drinks beer, yeah. Hey, don't hate on Tweeter. He's got good ideas, okay? Yeah. It's a good movie. Haven't seen that one in a while. Oh, it's great. It was, it's it's. See, when it's on network TV, it's not as great, but it's no. still... It's still no. You need to get the full unedited version. Miss Davis, were you a problem with me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a quality movie. It's terrible. It, it really is, but it, it's a good movie. It's terrible, yes, but it's sir. good. Um, but anyway, and Eric, what do you got going on? 
So I heard Daryl's coming over, so I decided to leave. No. Oh, um... gee, thanks. <laughs> gee, thanks. I, I, I feel so loved. <laughs> no, I uh, I left as editor at, at uh, Dynasty Football Digest and IDP guys, and I, I got on as an IDP writer ranker uh, with Dynasty Nerds. So that's uh, awesome. pretty exciting about that. And hopefully my first article will be coming out here this week just finished it up today so hopefully it'll be out there soon you know i'll check it out and yeah. awesome See what you're you also think. right you're also writing a couple other places too right? yeah, yeah yeah and then uh i also am kind of covering the broncos and the panthers on uh downtown sports network so that should that's fun I already wrote one on the broncos so but panthers one is next so so just yep. curious, how did you get hooked up with the Broncos? Uh, I chose the Broncos, but uh, I was, one of the guys I was following on Twitter posted something about, you know, that they had some – this is more real-life type stuff, right. not, not not fantasy type stuff, but um, that they they posted they needed some writers, and I was like, well, you know, why not? I, I live in Colorado, so I hear way more Broncos stuff than I want to, but <laughs> – you know, hey. I, I do hear it though. Colorado's greater greater than Amish country, so hey, it's a win. <laughs> it is. So Amish well, country's those great. Those... What are you talking about? Oh my god, I can't. I just can't. So those are I the two can't. big things. So hopefully it'll be good and get my uh, get my rankings out there and yeah. go from there. Meanwhile, I haven't changed a damn thing. So. Uh... You guys have all these changes going on, and me just being the same. Although I changed a couple. Yeah, months so ago. you changed. You changed a couple months ago. Yeah, I changed a few months ago. So yeah, but nobody likes him. So whatever. It's not very nice, Daryl. Hey, I'm just speaking the truth. You hurt my feelings. Really? You have feelings, really? You hurt my feeling. Your feet, your feelers, yeah. You're, you're my, failing. You're my one single. failing. <laughs> Let me apologize for your one failing. My single feeling, you hurt. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, if, I don't know. Any, anything else to, to chat about before we get going? I think that's about no. it for today's episode. Nope. No, oh, just... I was gonna say you guys can still find me at the same spot at EGH fifteen twenty eight. Nothing changed there. No changes so, there. Yeah. No changes there. No changes. So we have a busy week coming up on the IDP Nation podcast. For those of you listening to this that also listen to IDP Nation, which is probably everybody because you get this whether you like it or not. For now, uh, <laughs> if if you choose to listen to it or not, I guess is up to you. But uh, everybody gets it. That's an IDP Nation listener. Uh, we have a couple guests coming up this week. I believe we're having uh, Coach Dingus. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his na- first name? I can't remember right now. Uh, oh I just man. call him Dingus all the time. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> oh, man. I know Matt, this. right? I know Matt, this. Matt Donnelly? Matt. Matt. Yes. Matt, yep. Matt yes. Donnelly, yes. Real names, you know, escape me. See, uh, this is something. I don't know who this Matt Donnelly guy is you speak of. I know him by Dingus, so yeah, let's keep it simple. Dingus coach. The the Philip Rivers of Canada, as I've done. There, there you go. He's got all, <laughs> he's got all kinds of nicknames. So. He does, That's man. Awesome. 
The Philip they got four Rivers of, them. of Canada. That's great. Yeah. The Philip Rivers, the Canadian Philip Rivers will be joining us. That's going to stick. That's going to stick. And I believe we're going to be joined by the Casey Kasem on Thursday. Yes. Not to be confused with the Casey Kasem of... Uh, <laughs> That's dead. Nation Stop 40, yes. <laughs> that died like five although, years ago. Although she might give him a run for his money. I don't know. I mean, Casey's pretty uh, pretty smart. so She probably knows a whole lot more fantasy than Casey Kasem. <laughs> I'm sure she does. I'm not sure about top 40. We'll have to quiz her top 40 knowledge. Because Casey Kasem we will, knew a but... whole lot of stuff about top 40. Because he, he had a show yeah. for about 50 years, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. Man, I can remember to listen to that show every Saturday. It's on Sunday for me, I think. I don't know. So, quick before we leave, Daryl, you're on the clock. Oh. Daryl's on the clock, huh? So, I might get to league? pick sometime this century. I just saw it come through. Which league? Uh, the Listener League. Listener League 2. 2. MFL. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Which was okay. brought to you by MyFantasyLeague.com. Yes. So. <clears throat> Gotta get our the greatest in. site for to do your fantasy league zone. Yes, I, we were just and no offense, sleeper, but trying to find linebackers to draft. You've improved it slightly, but it still sucks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find the fourth ranked linebacker to draft. Tell us how you really feel. I am. I'm explaining what sucked. Oh, I was trying to find the fourth rookie linebacker, and I had to scroll about 100 pages down to find um, anybody besides the top You know, three. one thing, speaking of sleeper, one thing that I have found that does help me is if you click on the projected points. Yeah, but for it's rookies. Oh, yeah, I guess for rookies it might actually come up. Yeah. For rookies it's a little bit better. I mean, because it kind of puts them up there, but still, yeah, they need to do something to yeah. uh, fix that. Yeah. So. Okay, so I'm on the clock here. Let me see. Yes, Daryl is on the clock. He needs a lot of help, from what I can tell. Uh, hey, shoot your pile. Nobody asked you, okay? You're right. Nobody did. So Daryl's team, so far, he's got the old man and the young GQ model at quarterback. He's got Tom Brady and Jimmy GQ. Really? Why? He's got Josh Jacobs. Ask? You think about who you're taking while I kill some time for you. That's, that's okay. what I'm doing okay. here. He's got Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs at running back. He's got A.J. Brown, T.Y. Hilton, and Larry Fitzgerald, who doesn't have initials in his name for some reason, that wide receiver. I thought that was the trend <laughs> you're going for. Uh, he's got Hayden Hurst and Darren Waller the baller. So I guess two tight end sets is what he's planning on running here. He's got Frank Clark and Claylin Farrell at defensive end. For somebody who doesn't like Claylin Farrell, you took him kind of high. Well, there was a run on defensive ends, and I was hoping it would last. And don't be at the end of the run. So don't be at the end of the run. I, I, well, you know, I had to do what Zig I had to zag. do. So. Anyway, uh, Dre Greenlaw and Darius Leonard. 
couple good linebackers there. And Jamal Adams and Minka Fitzpatrick. Weren't you saying Minka Fitzpatrick sucked last week? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm pretty sure you said that on our show in the last two weeks. I can't. I, can't. I don't think it was in the last one because I just listened to that one today. So I, I, I vaguely remember somebody. I, I don't know saying Minka Fitzpatrick sucked. Don't be over, putting words in my mouth. Or he was overrated or something like along those lines. You make me look bad. I hate when you do that. He you drafted him. I'm a great guy. I'm surprised I didn't see Ryan Tannehill on your roster. I'm the songbird of my generation, and you're trying to make me look bad. I totally punted defensive ends and defensive oh. tackles in that league. Well, Man, since since we last talked, I I have locked down two defensive. Well, I think I, I I took Dante Fowler recently just to shore up my second defensive end spot. Right. I had to take James White and Tariq Cohen at running back, and I almost wanted to throw up afterwards. <laughs> But, I did. T- I did take Montez Sweat, so I'm 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 happy about that one. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was looking at my running back situation, and I had Christian McCaffrey, so it started off great, and then I oh, didn't take another one until I just took James White, Tariq Cohen. So I'm going for the PPR magic, hoping that they, the PPR magic, can uh, help me out here. How many linebackers do we start? Uh, maximum of three. Uh, maximum of three. It's start two at every defensive position plus one flex. So safety is the same thing. Ooh. You could start three I like my... whatever position. You can start three defensive tackles if you want. <laughs> no, I, I really do not. Okay. I do like my safeties though. I do. I Who got Buda Baker, Buda Baker, Buda. Jesse Bates, and Landon Collins. So I'm... Jesus, loading up on the safeties. Yeah, I like. You know well, since I missed on defensive tackles, I was like, well. Or defensive ends. You know, I'm kind of going to follow Eric here. It's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Taylor Rapp right here. Safety for the Rams. I was hoping he'd come back around. I was going to take him this round probably because I saw uh, Tyron <laughs> good, Matthew. Good, that's a double whammy. That makes me feel so good. And uh, Tyron Matthew went, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I need to take a safety. Yeah. I think that's the best pick for me. So I've got Adams, Jamal Adams, Nika Fitzpatrick, and Taylor Rapp at safety. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, you can't hardly beat that. Nope. Yeah. Oh, we'll see where we go. Yep. So, so Taylor Rapp's the pick, and I'll be who's up after like me? tomorrow. I don't know. Sometime. Who's after me? I think it's Fantasy Ray again, isn't it? No, he just picked. Are we on the way back towards me? Is that is that what we're doing? Oh, yeah. Jamie, no, think... Zach Hall is up right now. Zach is. is on the clock, and then Jamie. Yeah. Peter, man, he's always got his pre-draft ready to rock and roll halfway yeah, across the like world. Yeah, I don't like Peter because he's always snapping me and my players. He listens to us all the time. So. He needs to quit listening That's... to us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. At least it's, it's noon and over there right now. All right. It is, but but he's always prepared. He is not yep, the reason is. this draft is getting held he, up. Nope. You know, and he is in a ton of leagues with me. He really is. And every league that he's in, he's always ready to rock and roll. Yep. 
That's good. Even even sleeper, which you can't set a pre-draft apparently in sleeper. So, Just another nope, reason we like my fantasy league. That is true. That is just true. saying. I mean, sleeper has some good things, but overall, when you look at what you can do and what they offer, my fantasy league is the best site for fantasy IDP. I mean, any kind of fantasy IDP or just regular offense or whatever you're doing, they're what they offer is just better than what everybody else has. Yes. And, it, and I'll say, I, it did. I know Eric hates that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, it's, it's moved up there. It's probably number two, but fan tracks is still, still good for me. So. Now I will say this fan tracks. For, if you're wanting to do campus to Canton or college leagues, yep. that's, that's where you really want to go. And I wish my fantasy league would evolve or transition more towards that. But uh, yeah, definitely. Excuse me. Definitely, if you're doing college or campus to Canton, fan tracks is the way. But other than that, especially my, since you can have college players on your on your NFL roster and they're right. already there, and yeah, that's a big plus. You're right. But outside of that, my fantasy league is really where you want to be. I mean, with what they offer, the options they have, it's you know, I think me and Dan talked about this once before. Probably ninety percent of my leagues. And I have a lot of leagues, but probably 90% of them are on my fantasy league. Most of mine are on my fantasy league. I have uh, one. Oh, one. <laughs> Just the listener league. That's it. That's the listener league. That's it. So well, just a couple things to... to That's what we're trying to do. Couple things to toss out there. You'll have one more added to that at least, because um, you'll be joining one of our uh, best ball eliminator leagues that we have yep. going to be kicking off here soon. As soon as we're full, we'll start rolling them out there. We got some decent responses the first go round. I haven't mentioned it in a little while. Got a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, but if you're interested, it's 17 teams and basically. The lowest score each week loses and is out. They're ten dollars a team. Most of that money goes to charity. You're competing for fifty dollars for yourself and ten dollars for second place. Uh, you can choose to donate that as well. Some people have. Some people have asked for their money. That's fine. Uh, the celebrity does not pay. Uh, the celebrity uh, should try to interact with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, 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 the point of, of these uh, is, is what uh, we're doing here and uh, there are some being held um, I kind of branched off on my own somewhat uh, I've kind of been doing these for a couple of years now uh, but I want to try to open up to more we have offense only we have IDP we have super flex we have anything you could pretty much want except for auctions uh, if you were looking for auction, Peter Gent has an auction eliminator going with IDP. So uh, that sounds interesting. I'm not sure that I can handle another auction with all this stuff going on. But uh, if you are interested, check my pinned tweet on at SeahawksDan8. Uh, you can check out the IDP Nation pinned tweet for our Patreon page that we are starting, not necessarily on this podcast, but on IDP Nation. Um, check us out and what else anything else to plug push 
Nope, I think we're good. Alrighty. Well, uh, I don't have time to bring up the, the, the theme, so we'll just end it there. Good night now. Go Irish. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Bison. <laughs> good night. <laughs>